The Wrestling Podcast About Nothing is brought to you by BDA Radio. BDA Radio doesn't break news, they break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head on over to BDARadio.com and check out all of the latest news on the UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. They are proud to be the voice of fans because they are fans themselves. BDARadio.com I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to episode 40 of the BDA Radio exclusive edition of the wrestling podcast about nothing on BDARadio.com and the podcast radio network. I am longtime pro wrestling referee Mike Crockett, and I'm joined, as always, by independent wrestling veteran, the kingpin, Brian Malonis. Hello. Hello, Michael. What's up? You were just on Facebook, I saw. I was. What's the matter? You're always late. So you went on Facebook to complain to the masses? I did. Yes, I did. They agreed with me that you're a piece of garbage. I see. <laughs> Human fecal matter, if you will. I guess so. You never know what will happen on the Facebook page of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. I know. I should have publicized it a little more. Facebook.com slash the WPAN to... It was, it was very impulsive. I was, I was very upset that I was sitting here waiting for you again while you're over there doing God knows what. <laughs> if you only knew, Kingpin. If you only knew. <laughs> Let's just say that uh, KY Jelly Company is probably not going out of business. Oh, so, huh? oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, and uh, speaking of such things, Brian, there is a new member of the BDA Radio family. Are you aware of this? I am aware. Chad Alden from A Man Walks Into an Armbar, the MMA podcast, is a father. Who would have thought Chad would find somebody to sleep with him? <laughs> well congratulations to chad his lovely wife and uh yeah the armbar baby is here <laughs> hey you know what if chad can do it anybody can i guess right <laughs> <laughs> hope for us all right <laughs> not for me i'm done <laughs> okay you're done <laughs> i'd rather cut my own arm off than have another kid Tie that thing in a knot. Right? <laughs> just, just don't let it out. <laughs> right. um, you were out recently. You were in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania for Ring of Honor. We talked about it this past Monday on the NAI Wrestling Network, your return to a Ring of Honor ring. How do you feel about ROH going forward? Good, good. I'm looking forward to being back. I don't have a return date yet. I have some, you know, my eyes set on a couple of dates, but uh, nothing confirmed yet. As I, I think I've said many times on this podcast now at this point, I'm very confident that uh, you haven't seen the last of me in uh, Ring of Honor Ring or on Ring of Honor Television. And that will be coming up on YouTube, your match that took place this past weekend. Yeah, I think they put them out on Fridays. They call them like Future of Honor Fridays and throw it up on their YouTube page. So that'll be coming up soon. 
and we will be sure to tweet that out at the WPAN on Twitter and at Brian Malonis, your personal Twitter, Brian, when that video comes about. And I'm sure it'll be something big for the Kingpin. Yes, yes. Very excited. I was uh, pleasantly surprised by the warm reception in Philadelphia. So a good time was had by me. And if you want the full story on what happened, what went down uh, last weekend for the Kingpin, check out this past Monday's WPAN on the NAI Wrestling Network. Spoiler free, I might add. Spoiler free. Spoiler free. Spoiler free. But as for this podcast right here, coming up, we've got Merv Griffin time. That's where we get your thoughts and answer your questions. Plus, one more Hallowicked cackle. Oh, boy. We'll be immortalized in our Heal Laugh Hall of Fame. But first, Kingpin, we discuss a different topic each week voted on by our listeners and followers at the WPAN on Twitter. And this topic was a holdover from last week. Last week, it was neck and neck. You actually picked the poll last week, right, Kingpin? I did. And it was neck and neck between the best comeback of all time and the worst mystery partner. Comeback one. So that was the topic last week in episode 39. Go back and check that out if you haven't heard it. So this week, I put it back on the poll again, seeing uh, seeing what would happen. And of course, it won. So worst <laughs> mystery partner. So you're very lazy is what you were saying. Yes. There were some other good topics there, Kingpin. <laughs> Clearly not as good as this one. Apparently not. You're uh, bringing the heat two weeks in a row. That's what I do, Mike. I bring the heat. All right. So over the years, there's been a number of, well, there's been mystery partners all over the place. Some good, some bad, and we're going to talk about the worst. And I've got one in mind for my worst right away, but I'm going to hold that off for a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about mystery partners, the worst of the worst, leading up to our number one picks for the absolute worst mystery partner right away my mind goes to was i ever a mystery partner and why would i be at the top of mike's list <laughs> i actually i did rack my brain on that and i came <laughs> up blank <laughs> of course you did. i don't think i don't think i've ever been a mystery partner i think the closest i've ever come was with scotty slade but we set that up in a video so it was set up ahead of time right and that wouldn't have been the worst that would have been one of the best kingpin i'm sure i agree it's probably one of the best of all time if not the greatest of all time <laughs> all right kingpin why don't you start us off worst mystery partner all right do we want to get do we want to get the obvious one right out of the way mike you tell me this guy was a tugboat he was a typhoon and he <laughs> fell on his fat face <laughs> in his wcw debut it wasn't a mystery partner in the sense that the that they weren't waiting in the ring for him but there was a build-up to it there was a reveal of a mystery partner I'm talking about the sparkling stormtrooper himself, the <laughs> Shockmaster, who I recently met for the first time. You met him where? Yeah, it was a Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling show at a mall. Oh, you did mention that. Uh, yeah, we, we, our autograph tables were right next to each other. His uh, moderately more busy than mine. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Only moderately more busy than mine. <laughs> was he wearing a Hulk Hogan friendship bracelet? Uh, he was not, I don't think. I didn't look that closely. But he did have uh, his Stormtrooper helmet. Did he have the uh, sailor hat? No, no. He's, uh, you know, he looks pretty good, actually, for a fella who's uh, still looks like he's north of 400 pounds, I'm sure. Now, now, what was Tugboat? Was he supposed to be an actual Tugboat? Was he supposed to be a Tugboat captain? Was he supposed to be just a big guy who liked the sea? What was Tugboat? 
I, that's a wonderful question, Mike. I should have asked him. I'm regretting uh, not asking him. Maybe if you'd come to more professional wrestling shows, you could have asked him yourself. But the character we're talking about here is the Shockmaster, who, again, was a horrific mystery partner. Was Like, what was that? That's a, that's a better question. What the hell was that supposed to be? And they, ultimately, he became the clumsy um, construction worker or whatever, but... But, but like, where were they going with that? Like, oh, I, that's that's one of the great disappointments of that whole thing. I mean, we get the wonderfulness of him falling through the wall, but man, what could have been of that character? You just think like, if it had gone well, it's still a fat guy shirtless in a bathrobe <laughs> wearing a glittery helmet. <laughs> Would he have wrestled in the helmet? <laughs> again one of life's great mysteries <laughs> and maybe we're misguided in uh in our in our topic here tonight maybe like this should have been you know wrestling's greatest mysteries <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good one a future poll topic i would assume right perhaps perhaps and the Shockmaster might be on it again <laughs> <laughs> the Shockmaster, yes that is a very good one what's the one that actually popped to mind to me because i was thinking like you said guys are in the ring waiting for a guy to be announced that's where i went with it but that definitely yours definitely qualifies because they were announcing a mystery partner on a flare for the gold the yes. talk segment yeah, it's kind of where my mind went first i mean is to me there's no I, I mean i guess there is worse because he's not number one on my list but it was the most obvious one to me yeah i can't wait to see your number one at this rate all right how about this one there wrestlemania 11 there is a tag team championship match scheduled the smoking guns defending their tag team titles against owen hart and a mystery partner i can't believe you put this on here Owen Hart and a mystery partner. I'll say it again. There were rumors online of who this person could be. Some were saying that because... Some, uh, of, us, some y- of us weren't online in 1992, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly was. A young fella named Chris Benoit had recently gotten a tryout with WWF, uh, had done a number of dark matches. There was rumor that Chris Benoit would be Owen Hart's partner. So the uh, smart marks out there were chomping at the bit for this match at WrestleMania 11. It's not chomping at the bit, by the way. It's champing? Yes. Thank you. I I apologize. That's from our friends at the OVP podcast. (laughs) That is true. I did hear that as well. Uh, I should have known better. But Owen Hart's tag team partner at WrestleMania 11 turned out to be Yoko Zuna. What the hell is wrong with Yokozuna? (laughs) But Owen Hart and Yokozuna. It's a big man, little man tag team. It's a classic dynamic. How how does that make any sense? But uh, I guess the only link that I have was Jim Cornette was the manager of both. Uh, Now I'm waking Mike Mills up. (laughs) He's coming for me now. But Owen Hart and Yokozuna was just the definition of the odd couple tag team. Me and Peter Malloy stole a move from them. (laughs) A tag team move from them. You and Peter Malloy. That is like, yeah, that is like the doink versus doink thing. Owen Hart and Yokozuna and you and Petey Malloy. Uh, If it... Those who don't know, Peter Malloy was a young child of the time, probably <laughs> 17, what, or 18. 17 or 18 years old and like 180. And you were you and you were not 180. 
<laughs> Thanks, Mike. Thanks. So yes, the, there was definitely uh, shades of Owen Hart and Yokozuna in your tag team, the Lost Souls. But this one, I mean, I'll give it to him. I know Brian Fury is probably upset right now, just like you are. They held the tag team championships for 175 days. There you go. How could it be bad? <laughs> And they actually had two tag team championship reigns, Owen two Hart and Yokozuna. Champs. How could this be bad? This is great. But when Owen Hart was there, they made the announcement of his mystery partner, and it was Yokozuna. I was flabbergasted. The former WWE champion. The guy had main evented the past two WrestleManias. I didn't understand it. I kind of still don't. But... I understand it. They had nothing for either of these guys. So they <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Basically. I guess they made it work in the end, but at face value and upon the announcement of his mystery partner, I was like, ugh, this is no good. <laughs> so so you, you're telling me that since WrestleMania 11, you, you haven't enjoyed wrestling. You've been analyzing it rather than just enjoying it since that far back. No, it's been a couple things. Like, you know, Sonny was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Got your little thing moving when you're a young boy. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? All right, moving on. Moving on, Brian Malonis. What else you got there? Worst mystery partner. Well, this one, uh, let's hope this person's not listening. They're already on my feud list. So oh. let's hope they don't listen to the WPAN because I may have to go into a locker room where this person is the world champion. I was just in a locker room where this person is the world champion. Well, this human being, but not not the same name, not the same character, if you will. Uh, I'm talking about the debut of Stardust as Goldust's mystery partner. I went back and watched this one as well, and just as I remembered and suspected, the commentators were not excited about it, and the crowd was even less excited about it. Lots of confusion, lots of people weirded out and not quite understanding why the hell is Cody Rhodes in face paint calling himself Stardust. This is the thing that was kind of... It was kind of assumed going in, right? It wasn't really a mystery. They people, A lot of people thought something similar to this was going to happen. I guess, but they were selling it as a as a mystery. Uh, right. Yeah, I, I just think I think it was again. Well, it's it like just confusion. Like, why is Cody Rhodes dressing up like Goldust now? And it just to me, this character always. I mean, as much as I think Cody did try to make it something different, it just came across to me as Goldust, but not quite. <laughs> I think Cody Rhodes might actually agree with you on this. Yeah, <laughs> based yeah. On I what don't I've think read. he was a. I don't think you. I, I, you know, it sounds like he might have been a fan of the character at least initially as something different, but thought he was. Uh, if you listen to some of the interviews he's done, thought he was. You know, it wasn't going to be a long-term thing. And then I, I recently heard he talked about how he pitched to wrestle uh, as both characters, one on each show, and they shot that down, but. I mean, just the way the, the even the commentators sold it, they sold it with no no enthusiasm whatsoever uh, over it. So that's why it's made my list, Mike. Nobody was excited about it. I was. Uh, so okay, so you hated a two-time world champion being somebody's mystery partner, <laughs> but you liked Cody Rhodes, who is a fantastic wrestler, having to portray this character. I thought it was kind of fun at the beginning. Oh. Uh, 
Right? And I liked Yokozuna as Owen Hart's mystery partner. All right, well, we could agree to disagree then, I guess. Well, par for the course. Roll tight on that. Oh, God. All right, how about Survivor Series 1996? Listen to this matchup. Four-on-four team, of course, Survivor Series rules. It was Diesel, number two, the fake Diesel. (laughs) Number two is right. (laughs) And Razor Ramon, Dose. Number two is right. (laughs) (laughs) Plus Farouk and Vader on one side. Farouk Asad? Uh, It might have been Farouk Asad at this point. Yes, it's 96. Yeah, I think so. And their opponents were Flash Funk, Savio Vega, Yokozuna once again, and a mystery partner. So they are in Madison Square Garden. It's 1996. They announce all the teams. Everyone's there. And then finally, Howard Finkel gets on the microphone and says, and the mystery partner is... Shupa, 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 fly. <laughs> Jimmy Snuka comes down to the ring. Far past his prime. They're looking for the MSG pop because Jimmy Snuka, always big in Madison Square Garden, of course, for doing the dive off the cage onto Magnificent Morocco way back when. But the overlying theme in this whole episode, Brian, when you have a mystery partner, you got to deliver. Whenever you say mystery partner, people have high expectations. And when you bring a guy who is far past his prime, making uh, what wouldn't be his last appearance, he was making appearances well into the 2000s, but making an appearance in this match, it just fell completely flat. You got a few cheers. A few people hopped out of their seat in MSG. But I'm guessing around the world, people weren't thrilled out of their mind to see the Superfly back for the Survivor Series match. <laughs> Boy, you're, you're, you're not fooling around with these things, man. You're going for, like, cream of the crop type superstars. <laughs> well, I mean, if this is Jimmy Snuka in 1986, that's one thing. Actually, I don't know. 86, he was probably in hiding after a certain incident. But anyway... Uh, <laughs> 96 Jimmy Snuka was this wasn't the place for him and just to top it all off this four-on-four match I went through the uh, participants the the finish of this match was a double disqualification (laughs) this Survivor Series match had no survivors no survivors huh (laughs) they disqualified everybody because apparently Diesel and a couple others went wild with chairs uh, so <laughs> there were a couple of eliminations, including Snuka. Snuka was one of the people eliminated. And the end of the, they just called it a double disqualification. They did, apparently, they just said, uh, just end this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was it. It was like less than 10 minutes and no survivors in a Survivor Series match. And that just perfectly sums up this entry into the worst mystery partner. Well, else you get their kingpin. We're getting towards our number ones here. Yes, I'll throw one at you here, Mike. It's Judgment Day 2002. This is like right up Tony S's alley for some reason. I feel like he's going to have some sort of backstory to this one after I say it online uh, this week. I don't don't know why. It just strikes me as something he'd have more information on. But Tag Team Championship match at Judgment Day 2002. Yes. Pitted 
Billy and Chuck versus Rikishi in a mystery partner. And who's that mystery partner, Mike? Do you know? I don't know. It's Billy and Chuck's stylist, Rico. What? Yes. He turned yes. on them? No, he didn't oh. want to turn on, on them. He did everything in his power for him and Rikishi to lose, except for when he accidentally kicked one of Billy and Chuck in the head, which helped Rikishi and Rico capture the WWE Tag Team Championships and thus created one of those oddball bearings, Mike. How are these guys going to get along? <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, that one is... Kishi and Rico, when you look at in the, the annals of WWE Tag Team Champions, the British Bulldogs, the Hart Foundation, Demolition, the Hardy Boys, the Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian. Who else am I <laughs> missing in there, Mike? But right, right along in there, Rico Constantino and Rikishi Fatu. Wow. <laughs> I, I dropped full name on you there. Yeah, it's, that's good. I like that. I like that. Yeah, that was... Pretty bad, right? <laughs> it's, it certainly is. Now one that gets a lot of negativity online. I think we can get to our number ones after this, but this one just... It was 1998. This is just after Shawn Michaels had the casket match with The Undertaker and hurt his back. So it's in between the time of that and the uh, WrestleMania in Boston where he lost the championship to Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was In Your House, No Way Out, 1998. There was an eight-man tag team match. It was Stone Cold Steve Austin, Owen Hart, Cactus Jack, and Chainsaw Charlie. It was scheduled to be against Shawn Michaels, Triple H, The Road Dog, and Billy Gunn. But as I mentioned, Shawn Michaels was hurt. They were, I guess, kind of holding him off and hoping they could have him back for WrestleMania. Eventually, he did make it back for the match to drop the title to Snow Cold Steve Austin, but he was off the show. So instead, a mystery partner was uh, announced for that oh team. Boy. <laughs> they were there live at No Way Out, and the mystery partner replacing the incomparable Shawn Michaels is none other than... Savio Vega. <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> this one died a death. <laughs> no one knew what to think. People thought it was a joke. People thought that he was coming out and then someone else was going to come out and beat the crap out of him and take his place. But no, Savio Vega somehow is linked in with Triple H, Road Dog, and Billy Gunn as their partner. I guess maybe he had a feud with Steve Austin around this time, so maybe that was part of it. But Savio Vega replacing Shawn Michaels at In Your House No Way Out 1998. They were strapping the rocket to him. <laughs> yes. I know uh, Petey from Greetings from Allentown uh, last week mentioned this as his number one pick for worst mystery partner. Yeah, and I would have to agree that it is one of the worst, but not my number one. Let me just say that. But Savio Vega replacing Shawn Michaels in his eight-man tag team match at In Your House, No Way Out. That didn't work. It certainly didn't. Savio Vega, not the guy you want to hear announced when you are waiting there with bated breath 
for a mystery partner to be revealed. <laughs> well, I'm sure Savio Vega's family was excited. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> All of Los Baruquas were very happy for this <laughs> development. But that was it. Uh, all right, Kingpin, we're there. We're at the point of the show to give our number one picks the very worst mystery partner in wrestling history. Why don't you go for it? Let me know your worst mystery partner. All right, Mike. I guess I'm going to take the Mike Crockett approach in this one because this guy's a Hall of Famer. Well, this human being is a Hall of Famer, (laughs) (laughs) at least. And he was teaming with another Hall of Famer. Okay. Yeah. Daddy-o! Of course I'm talking about, Mike. The dudester. The dude himself. Dude love as Stone Cold Steve Austin's mystery partner. Really? Yes. Here you got one of the most sadistic, one of the sickest, one of the craziest individuals that's ever stepped foot in a professional wrestling ring. He has two suitable characters to choose from, and they go with Dude Love. You don't like the whole story there that they built up with the Jim Ross interview and showing the footage of him doing his backyard stuff, the culmination of all that. Not really. I mean, the story was good. I didn't want to see Dude Love as Stone Cold Steve Austin's tag team partner. I would have personally loved to have seen Cactus Jack as Stone Cold Steve Austin's mystery partner. And that's what makes it my number one, Mike, is the fact that they could have used the same person and used either one of his other personas that are better than the Dude Love persona. Well, Jack, I'm not quite sure I agree with that pick. Shocking! I made I made a freaking pick, and you didn't and you didn't agree with it. Shocking! This is this has become me giving my list, and you just telling me why my list is wrong. <laughs> Dude, love, huh? Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with you that is it's the weakest. It's the weakest of his three personas. But I kind of like the whole story, the whole build up. You didn't you didn't like him tapping his foot. I, I personally, at this, especially at this juncture, was not a, a Mick Foley, Mankind fan. I liked Cactus Jack from the WCW days. Some of the Mankind, early Mankind stuff was good, but um, I wasn't really into the silly Mankind type of stuff. And then this just kind of even took a sillier direction. Funny ain't money, Mike. Funny ain't oh, money, buddy. <laughs> better watch out in that locker room that you're in. <laughs> <laughs> saying that <laughs> all right so dude love your pick for the worst mystery partner of all time all right kingpin my number one pick you mentioned wcw in there it comes from wcw so we're spreading it all around here we're spreading it all around Any, anybody under the age of 25 is saying what is wcw <laughs> oh my god imagine <laughs> uh all right think back folks that are my age to uncensored 1995 we all remember the uncensored pay-per-view right one of the great pay-per-views of all time in the uh, annals of wcw history watch your mouth oh excuse me leading up to uncensored 1995 it was hulk hogan and randy savage challenging vader rick flair and arn anderson It was to be a six-man tag team match. But Hulk and Savage, they couldn't do it alone. They needed a partner. 
And they had a mystery partner that Hulk Hogan would tease was the ultimate surprise. For months, Hulk Hogan teased that the ultimate surprise was coming at Uncensored 1995. Who could this be? Many people thought they knew. Many people were sure they knew. Many people paid for this pay-per-view based on the fact that they had to know what the ultimate surprise was. But, in fact, they were wrong. (laughs) Because the ultimate surprise was not a warrior. It was a renegade. Yes, the renegade made his WCW debut dressed suspiciously like the Ultimate Warrior. (laughs) And he uh, joined Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage to face Vader, Flair, and Anderson at Uncensored 1995. One of the biggest bait and switches you would ever want to see in pro wrestling. This is the definition of pro wrestling. Just the huge bait and switch. Tease something, tease something, tease something. Deliver something completely different. Just take the wind out of everybody's sails. I'm not sure if it was the fact that they thought they had the warrior and then lost him. Uh, But, I mean, the result is the same. The renegade was the one who made his debut. And it just really tainted his entire run with WCW. The Renegade actually is from this area. I had seen him before he actually went to WCW. He would work. He didn't work for Killer Kowalski, but he worked for Richard Byrne's shows. Richard Byrne ran the USWF, which was like a sister promotion to the IWF, which is Kowalski's. And Richard Byrne and Killer Kowalski were kind of business partners because Kowalski ran his school out of Richard Byrne's uh, karate studio. So Richard Byrne would use this gentleman by the name of Rio, Lord of the Jungle, on his shows. And it was basically... This guy who is uh, named Rick Williams. Who did he team with? Costanza, Lord of the Idiots? <laughs> that would have been a nice team. Uh, another <laughs> one of those odd couple tag teams. But uh, Rio, uh, he would dress in a loincloth and he basically did an Ultimate Warrior match. He was the Ultimate Warrior on the Indies without the face paint and in a loincloth. So somehow he hooked up with WCW and they knew that he could do this warrior routine. And this is how he made his debut. And as I said, it was doomed from day one. Just the fact that they promised the ultimate surprise and delivered, you know, the ultimate disappointment. (laughs) Not to say that the man himself was a disappointment, but just in terms of uh, what you're promising and then what you deliver, it just wasn't a good thing for WCW. In fact, they took a lot of heat for this one, you know, promising this surprise and then doing this bait and switch. And it wasn't a good thing for the Renegade's career. And uh, we all know what happened with the Renegade. He uh, ended up taking his life uh, later on. But WCW did this kind of stuff all the time at this point, and it was not cool. And this was the ultimate in not cool. This is, in fact, I will say it once and for all, unequivocally, the worst mystery partner of all time, the Renegade. Agree or disagree? 
Ah, uh, that's a pretty good one, Mike. Uh, you sure know how to end them on a downer, though. These. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. That's what I do best. Uh, <laughs> well, that's it. Worst mystery partners. Let us know on Twitter at the WPAN what you think. Who is your worst mystery partner of all time? People have been talking to us on Twitter all week, and we're going to get to it right now in Merv Griffin time that is named for Brian's favorite episode of our favorite show. You know the show. And we are doing voicemails over on the NAI Wrestling Network edition of the podcast. Get yours in. We'll play it this coming Monday. Call 401-584-9726. Let us know your worst mystery partner. We'll play it this Monday on the podcast. 401-584-WPAN. That is the number and if this is the first time you're hearing us this week, you are missing out. Join us every Monday on the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network. You will find both of our shows. Just search WPAN on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to subscribe to both so you never miss an episode. Uh, so the way to participate here on Merv Griffin Time is using our hashtag on Twitter, hashtag WPAN. All right, TK checked in, Brian. He is at THOG94. He says he's a week behind on his podcasts, but what I really wanted to hear during Mock It Crockett was Brian Malonis putting Croc socks through a table. <laughs> well, lucky for him, this Friday night in Haverhill, Massachusetts, he can see me put Elia Markopoulos through a table. And win the Chaotic Wrestling Heavyweight Championship, right? Yes, for the fourth time. So, yes, uh, Mocket Crockett, the praise continuing to roll in. I did mention this past Monday on the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network, I did get a lot of positive feedback. Of course, these people spoke to me privately. The silent majority, right? The silent majority, Mike. Yes, uh, they did let me know that they uh, really enjoyed it. But, you know, people that are most upset are the ones that yell loudest. The people that are enjoying it, they just sit back and enjoy and laugh and giggle. Guys like TK, they go out there and talk trash. I thought he was the executive producer. I don't know what's going on with TK. And Mike Mills, <laughs> speaking of people talking trash, he says, if you're following along with our Smoky Mountain shows, I wanted to Sullivan Spike Crockett. He says, please never again. I'm guessing it's Kevin Sullivan who was apt to use a metal spike on people's heads. So I don't think that's really something that you'd want to threaten me with, Mike Mills. That's not really nice. I could get behind that idea. I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could. Uh, okay, last Thursday here on the podcast, we talked about the best comebacks of all time. And we actually got most of our feedback last week as the poll went up. And we talked about those last week. But a couple of stragglers here, DC Matthews, from the NAI Wrestling Network, DC and Doc Talk. He is at DC Matthews NAI. He says his best comeback of all time, Tatanka. Hmm. Yeah, that was one that uh, threw me for a loop. Hmm. I was there for that. <laughs> That's all my right. claim to fame. <laughs> was that in Boston? No, it was at Mohegan Sun. He returned to take on Kurt Angle for the Angle Challenge when Angle was putting his gold medals up. And yeah, Tatanka returned at Mohegan Sun, you know, the whole uh, Native American angle. Where else would Tatanka have been for the last decade? Exactly. He was hanging out with Mohegan Sun. He was, uh, <laughs> he was uh, <laughs> doing blackjack. But <laughs> uh, yeah, before we even got there, I was with Warbraid Hansen and a couple others, maybe. Maybe Todd Sinclair is there as well. I'm pretty sure Todd was there. 
but we talked about it on the way there. Oh, who's going to take the angle challenge? And I think it was Warbeard who said Tatanka. And we were just like, yeah. <laughs> we laughed it off. And then we walk in the building and we see Tatanka walking around. We're like, what the fuck? This is crazy. Yeah, Tatanka was there. And uh, yeah, it was a pretty cool comeback. Especially because Warbeard called it. That's all right. Thank you, DC Matthews, for uh, your contribution here. And also, Steven at HHHGuy2004 says, we want more of the hashtag Dirt Sheet Shuffle. Bring it back. And you've accused me, Kingpin, of doing these segments such as Gargolyrics and Mocket Crockett to help drum up support for the return of the Dirt Sheet Shuffle. Is this correct? That is correct, Mike. You're coming up with these horrible segments to make people actually remember the Dirt Sheet Shuffle fondly. Well, I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> I'm just trying to come up with the segments, Brian. It's more than you're doing, right? What, what, what carrying this podcast? Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm busy, I'm busy selling tickets. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> speaking of carrying the podcast, you did it this past Monday talking about your big weekend at Ring of Honor and Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling. So go back and check out that episode. Oh, here's Brian Fury. At X Brian X Fury X, which is the hardest and most ridiculous Twitter handle to say, he says, next episode, do we get a look at Croc Sox weekend? Brian Malonis is busy, but Crockett is way busier. At least he'll have us believing so. Yep, that's, that sounds about right. I'm busy. Are you, Mike? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not as out front as you. I mean, you're in the public, if you will, doing wrestling shows. But I've got a lot of other stuff to do there, Kingpin. Yeah, to you. I'm editing my <laughs> we went ass through off. All the th- we, all, we went through all the things in, uh, in my life. <laughs> Maybe it's my opportunity next week. <laughs> if you condense everything you've done in your life down to a day, it looks pretty decent. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Mills, once again, at Mike504Saints. He, of course, is the host of Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. They're doing great things over on that feed. They're doing it Sundays and Thursdays. Smoky Mountain, the old Saturday 605 WCW show. It's all happening over there on the Book in the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast feed. They have lots of great guests, lots of old school wrestling talk. Be sure to check it out. He says, Brian Malonis and I have our North versus South wrestling differences, but I've got great respect for his drive to still make it after all these years. That's very nice. It was very nice of Mike. Look what I do to bring you two together. All you got to do is keep doling out these segments, and you guys are going to be best friends. No, I just think, I think uh, that Mike Mills has realized I am the lesser of two evils. What does that mean? It means whatever the hell you want it to mean. <laughs> I will drop you like a bag of dirt. <laughs> All right, finally here in Merv Griffin time, Picture Dave at Picture underscore Dave says, don't worry, I'm still listening. <laughs> Thank you, Picture Dave Rodriguez. We talked about this past Monday on the NAI Wrestling Network. He said that Gargolyrics and Mocket Crockett were garbage and a waste of time. And I was lamenting the fact that maybe we lost Picture Dave, but he's still around. He's still listening. And thank you, Picture Dave, for uh, indulging me. Crockett, I heard that your your mother described her labor with you as the same (laughs) garbage and a waste of time. My goodness, King, that is a terrible <laughs> thing to say. 
<laughs> terrible, terrible time. And during Croctober. <laughs> it is Croctober. I for, well, how, how have we gone till the the 26th of this month without mentioning Croctober? I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot your own month now? That's where your life's I did. I did. That's, that's the state of affairs. It's a sad state of affairs these days. All right. Well, thank you to everyone who's a part of Merv Griffin Time this week. And we look forward to talking to you on Twitter. And we'll bring you the best of it next week of the wrestling podcast about nothing on BDARadio.com. Talking about the best, putting over podcasts is the best Facebook group on the Facebook. Look up putting over podcasts. Put that in the search bar on Facebook. Join our community that is all about pro wrestling podcasts. All podcasts in the pro wrestling genre, including the WPAN. So just join us over there. Add yourself to that group, and we'll be happy to have you. And join in on the conversation about pro wrestling podcasts. And we talked about booking the territory with Mike Mills. Finally, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. Jason Stewart over there holding it down. So much stuff going on over there on the Rundown Wrestling Podcast feed. Be sure to subscribe. And on this podcast, we have made the effort to establish a very unique, very exclusive Hall of Fame. Now, in life, as in wrestling, the number one way to tell people they have to no good is through laughter, especially in this holiday Halloween season. I hearken back to the immortal words of one Tarzan Taylor. He's one of the biggest Halloween guys there is. He told me all it takes is that one over-exaggerated guffaw to let everyone know you're pure evil. So with that said, I am humbly submitting this week's inductee to the wrestling podcast about nothing's He'll Laugh Hall of Fame. Catching this big man on the run in one of the locker rooms. Baron Von Raschke. It's my understanding that Mid-Atlantic Wrestling's Gary Hart as a manager contacted you and there's talk about a $10,000 bounty for one Charlie Brown. What about it? Charlie Brown! <laughs> yeah, Gary Hart, the great manager, called me on the telephone. And he said, there's a man here wearing a mask. If you can take the mask from his face, there's a reward. A bounty of 10,000 Americanish dollar. <laughs> 20,000 Deutschmark. But he said, Charlie Brown may not be who we think he is. Charlie Brown may be none other than Boogie Woogies. Jimmy Valiant in disguise wearing a mask to hide his face. Jimmy Valiant, I hope you are hearing this. I hope you are listening very carefully. It goes a long way back when you betrayed Baron Von Ruska. Turn your back on Baron Von Ruska. That is why I'm accepting the offer for the bounty. I'm coming for you, well, Charlie Brown. Well, you have heard it. Jimmy this Bayard, man accepting the bounty, the claw, Baron Von Ruska, soon to be on the scene. Baron Von Raschke. 
heel laugh hall of famer and uh you know this sunday on cbs it's a great pumpkin charlie brown but i don't think he's gonna make it there kingpin because baron von raschke is after him you know i gotta I gotta, I gotta tell you mike that halloween special is so damn overrated the what charlie brown ones yeah the charlie brown ones not a fan you better not say that around my wife <laughs> that's right she's a big mark for that stuff isn't she she loves the snoopy uh, I think it's overrated. Well, back to the Baron. <laughs> he has a nice little chuckle there that is really reminiscent of a Boris Karloff. Like your your monsters, your evil assholes in these movies. <laughs> Baron <laughs> Rashki. <laughs> it's very eerie. It's very ridiculous it's very over the top it is so very heel laugh hall of fame to check out this hall of fame inductee in all his glory find the link to the video in the description of this episode or go to the wrestling podcast about nothing page on bdaradio.com all right kingpin you're packing your bags about to hit those highways and those byways this weekend doing that pro wrestling thing you made mention of it but one more time where are you headed Friday night, Mike, I'm heading to Haverhill, Massachusetts, Northern Essex Community College, fighting Ilya Markopoulos for the Chaotic Wrestling Heavyweight Championship in a tables match. Also on this card is former WWE superstar Ryback. There's also the first ever Caged Chaos match, which is some sort of six-man caged craziness. I don't quite know the rules, but it'll be entertaining nonetheless. And then Saturday night, Mike, I'm heading to West Warwick, Rhode Island for XWA. I'll be taking on Joe Gacy, former CZW world champion. Wow. Yeah, you can find XWA on all social media platforms for ticket and full card information. And then Sunday, Mike, I'm heading over to the Electric Haze in Worcester, Massachusetts for Beyond Wrestling. I believe it's called Apocalypse Dudes. Zack Sabre Jr. will be there, Matt Riddle will be there, JT Dunn will be there, and most importantly, I'll be there. There's some limited tickets available uh, left for this event, and if you can't make it in person, you can also order it on iPay-Per-View on Powerbomb.tv. That is a full weekend for Brian Malonis. Yes, when are we going to record the podcast? <laughs> Who the hell knows? Uh, <laughs> well, we got some, I think we got something pretty good for next week. I think the people are going to enjoy it. Uh, we got some plan for this coming Monday on the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network. Well, the book, The Kingpin, email Brian Malonis at Comcast.net or DM him on Twitter at Brian Malonis. And for more on the wrestling podcast about nothing, and to check out BDA Radio's MMA podcast, A Man Walks Into an Armbar with Paul Sinema Jr. and new daddy Chad Alden. Head on over to your home for MMA and wrestling talk. That is BD8Radio.com. All right. We will be back on Monday with episode 80 of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing with a very special guest on the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network. Then catch us back here for the next edition of the WPAN on BDAradio.com and the Podcast Radio Network. Till then, he is the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko. And thanks for nothing. <laughs>